Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Evening and welcome to the program. My name is Keel Thor. I'll be your host tonight on Not Your Mama's News, presented by the Union of the Unknowns. <clears throat> With me are the unknowns, of course. He's, you know what? He's probably done fighting with that damn volcano by now. Terry Canary. <laughs> yeah. And America's sweetheart, little Justin the Ism Can't. Howdy, folks. You got to be like Hillary Clinton, who erupted Terry's volcano. She just had Obama's chef or something killed. Like, oh, I right. still keep quiet about right. that until yeah. you know, give it a little bit of time. You don't want to piss her off again. All right. Maybe maybe Terry is still fighting with the volcano. Hillary, he's still you're still doing damage. Don't worry. Yeah, don't don't underestimate her might. Yeah. So we've got some stories tonight. For all you uh, cats and kittens out there, right? So uh, Terry's got a story about some uh, Hollywood movie stars, right? Is that correct? No, no, no. Some astronomy news. Oh, um, I don't. Know I like to you. think of myself as uh, not. Sorry, what's that? <laughs> I like. I, 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 let me. Let me finish my thought. I like to think of myself not only as the Brazilian election correspondent, but the which, you know, there's not much news on the Brazilian election front now, but the occasional astronomy correspondent of Not Your Mama's News. So I have some exciting astronomy news, particularly for your Americans out there. You have not one, but two solar eclipses to look forward to over the next year. You have wow. an annular solar eclipse, which means that um, annu from annulus meaning a ring, so that the moon doesn't quite cover the, the whole sun, but it covers in the best area 90% of the sun. Um, and over in Georgia, where some of you guys are, you get about 50% coverage. And this is happening on uh, October the 14th of this year. So uh, watch out for that. It starts in Oregon at 9.13 a.m., ends in Texas at 12.03 p.m. So sometime late morning, you want to look out for it. Um, and then even more exciting than that, you have a total solar eclipse on April the 8th of next year, 2024. Um, and the path of totality goes right across from Mexico through a big swathe of Texas, up to Detroit, uh, and then through Canada, Toronto, Montreal. So a lot of coverage of uh, with some pretty big cities. It goes right over Dallas, for example. And um, interesting, there's a little patch of Texas round about San Antonio where you will get 90% coverage of the annular eclipse and you get total solar eclipse uh, in 2024. So that's an exciting place to, to live. So I'm giving you a heads up now so you can all book your, book your holidays. Um, and Texas seems to be the favorite place to go because uh, 
you're probably going to get nice clear skies and um, it's going to be very spectacular. Now, um, I, we had a total eclipse in the UK in 1999. It just covered the very bottom bit of Cornwall, which if you don't know your British geography is the very almost the southern western tip of England. So we, we trockled down there and uh, the clouds rolled in. <laughs> We didn't really see any of it. It was still quite amazing because it's kind of like God gets his hand on the dimmer switch and turns it down to zero very, very quickly. So uh, it was still spectacular, but not quite the the sort of wonderful spectacle we were hoping for. So there you go. Something to look forward to. Very great. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Canary, I have a question. You do, yeah. Go, go ahead. Why doesn't the the moon eclipse the sun every day when it goes across the sky? I know the answer. Because the all right, go on, then, Justin. The Earth I'll is flat. See if you're correct. <laughs> that is a very good answer, but it's not the answer I was going to give. But nevertheless, a very good answer. The the orbits of the moon. And the Earth around the sun are sl tilted slightly with respect to each other. So when the moon goes round, sometimes it's above uh, where the sun would be, and sometimes it's below. So it, it lines up very rarely. But I would like to think of the amazing coincidence that the apparent size of the moon is more or less exactly the same as the apparent size of the sun. And a lot of people think the moons are very odd objects we ought to have a podcast about it someday because um it's got some very unusual qualities compared to the rest of the solar system and a lot of people think it might be some sort of alien spaceship <laughs> that was put there deliberately and they're, they're kind of saying to us hey look this is an amazing coincidence they're the same size in the sky you know and that's that is actually not a coincidence because there's nowhere else in the solar system where you would see something like a solar eclipse. So there you go. I find the most interesting thing about the moon is those little footprint shaped marks that are on the, the soil that nobody's ever been able to explain before. Really? Yeah. Really? You've seen these yourself, been. have you? <laughs> <laughs> you're, I think you're talking about the footprint size things that are in the studio in somewhere in, um, in New Mexico. <laughs> if you like <laughs> made by stanley kubrick <laughs> yep. no, i uh uh they, we had a an eclipse a few years back at, in georgia uh must have been in 20 mm, 2019 2018 something like that maybe even 2017 i don't think it was that far back but regardless yeah it wasn't <clears throat> like if you were up in north georgia you could see the full eclipse, but where I, I was just south of it, it was like it uh, happened at like lunchtime or something around then. And we all had these goofy uh, glasses that were supposed to protect us from the sun. Oh, yeah. We could stare <laughs> directly at the eclipse as it was happening. That's a myth. You can just yeah. look at it. Yeah. But uh, it was it was pretty, yeah, like, like Terry was saying. It's uh the, the the light just goes down, just dims real quick, and 
And it's just kind of kind of weird. Yeah, you, <clears throat> I, you have I to totally... get like a. Sorry. No, I was I was gonna say I totally understand why people back in the primitive times just were bewildered and you know assumed the world was coming to an end and all these whatever they thought because there was no other concept for them to wrap their heads around and i mean we don't have any proof they were wrong yeah. well i mean we're still here so so far <laughs> still here. how many yeah. how many so eclipses do we have to um, live through well i was gonna ask what do you guys think the over under is uh, on when demons start pouring out of these well how many more politicians can we handle Sorry, go ahead, Terry. Uh, but um, well, I, I was just going to say uh, the people who've seen the full sort of spectacle, which you know we sort of got a hint at when we went to see our one in the UK. They it, they do say it's one of the most amazing things to see, and it even the effect we had was just amazing. But um, my tip would be to try and go somewhere where there's not too many people around, because you do get a lot of morons with flash photography ruining the whole thing for everyone else. So, you know, that's not so good. Um, so if you can find a nice, quiet place in the countryside um, away from everyone, that, that would be ideal. And somewhere up high, you know, would be good. But, yeah, I, it's, um, I think it's well worth going to see for once in, your, once in a lifetime yeah. event sort of thing. Yeah, like Hallie's Comet. Well, that's... Like, I remember growing up, yeah. I think when I was like in elementary school, there, like, it was like, guys, there's gonna be a solar eclipse. Like, this, this is like a once in a lifetime event. But we've had like what I feel like is a lot. I don't know. I've, I've only witnessed well, one America's that I know of. America's a big yeah. country, of course, and they, they do come in sort of uh, like groups. So the reason you're getting two close together, that tends to happen because of the geometry of the solar system. They tend to tend to come in twos and threes, and then you won't get one for quite a long time afterwards. But, um, yeah, San Antonio, that's where you want to go. Where the wind blows. Anyone ever been, anyone ever been there? <laughs> yeah, I've been to San Antonio a couple of times. I used to, I used to live in... All right. Texas, and we travel there for vacation, that sort of thing. The Alamo is a, is a really cool landmark to look at because there's so much history around it, and it's you know it's still standing, and you can see where the the bullet bullet marks are on the side, and there's a tree in the courtyard that oh, was wow. there, it was there living when the siege occurred, and all that kind of stuff, and there's all this history and uh and it's you know one of those patriotic stories of americana you know and you got when i when i was a kid I, I remember growing up with that uh disney uh alamo movie and seeing uh what's his name who played uh that's a great uh, film yeah that's a he, great he film played, john wayne was in that right playing uh no, no, david no, crockett the, Davy Crockett, but I'm thinking of the Disney one. That John Wayne one was a different production. Oh right, um, but okay. uh, oh. but the there was John you Wayne know, was good. 
Yeah. And uh, the heroic image of Davy Crockett always stuck in my mind. And so when I was down there, when we were vacationing and just, just being in that place was really uh, exciting for me, but I guess I'm yeah. kind of a nerd. So it's like you could read my mind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can see in your eyes. My, my, uh, I'll, I'll share with you my brother's rubbish joke that he always used to make about the Alamo. He said, uh, of course, there was that famous American hero there. They, they named the knife after him, Jim Bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, viewers and listeners. Couldn't resist that. <laughs> All right. Um, well... <clears throat> Speaking of heroic Americans, I've got a story out of our um, one of our loveliest cities here in the United States, over on the West Coast in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably uh, racist for thinking Chicago. No. The Chicago. Golden Turd City. <laughs> no. Sorry, in San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, the story is about a business owner out there who runs a uh, muffalata sandwich shop. If you're, do you know what a muffalata sandwich is? Anybody? Uh, I, I feel like not. that's something I would search for on Pornhub. Well, you might find something on Pornhub, like but <laughs> in reality, a muffalata is one of those <clears throat> those big sandwiches the size of your head that you get in the New Orleans area. That's full of like uh, olive tepanade and all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but so this guy's got a muffalatus shop called Sandy's over there. And he Sandy's saw. Sandy's <laughs> he, uh, he went out to confront a guy who was. Uh, well, let me, you know, what I think. The, the headline kind of sums up the whole story. So. San Francisco man punches store owner in the face after being told to stop urinating on the street. That seems so, reasonable. Yeah, the store owner <laughs> saw the guy wandering around drunk and the guy came up and started peeing all over the, the front of his store. So he went out there to stop him and the dude punched him out, I guess. Um, and he's, <clears throat> he's quoted as, which is something I would probably do too, you know, telling me to stop peeing on the store and I'd punch you too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's but, completely reasonable. I got uh, my dick no, in my hand. You're going to try talking to me? No, seriously. Peeing on the guy, street is quite mild for San Francisco, isn't it? I, I thought it was more or less obligatory. Well, <clears throat> so this my next, my next joke, he, his quote is, Right. I'm not willing to just let somebody start urinating in the middle of the street, walking belligerent with a beer in his hand. This guy said, that's just not right behavior for this city. And I immediately <laughs> thought, what? That is exactly San what Francisco? that city does. <laughs> San Francisco is a fucking shithole these days. So anyway, I, I just thought it was a bit of a ironic tale, but <clears throat> one Maybe, that... Uh... Maybe Close he took the, offense yeah. because he wasn't crapping it because he wasn't crapping in the street, and he, saying, he you know, it's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't shitting in his hand and then smearing it all over the front of his store shop windows. <laughs> That's right. 
This is the San Francisco way. What are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Where do you think it crosses the line where in a moral society you should just be allowed to shoot him? I think that technically speaking, if you're peeing on something, you're you create you're performing an assault on that thing, right? So if somebody's assaulting the front of your store, you have a right to defend it. So in theory, probably not in practice because shooting the guy would be overkill, but in theory, you could you don't you, you have, have to you don't have to kill him. You just, you know, shoot his dick off. Well, yeah, it would have been that might have been an appropriate him, response. Him, yeah. Was he <clears throat> was he peeing on the store or was he just peeing on the street though? Well, I we I he sounds it sounded like he was just walking down the street with his dick fucking swinging around, just pissing on everything. I think that might have been the case, but I, I would hope that. Nice, nice image. Anyway. Oh, I'm thinking of like the wacky inflatable arm waving tube mans. <laughs> he wasn't even, he didn't even realize what well, he was then. doing. It was just. That's what they yeah, did. Was, the prompts, they, they, spraying everywhere. I think that they now they have like um, toy attachments that basically do that with like your garden hose. Yeah. Sure. So and if the I, man was the race, I was picturing him in my mind. He'd probably have a giant one flopping around. <laughs> Good too. Uh, I have a solution to your dilemma, Keel. Um, What's that? You wire up your storefront with five thousand volts, and then when Ooh. he pees on it, it completes the circuit electrocutes himself so he's only got himself to blame that's right or i would probably you know not leave that going all the time because you'd probably zap your actual customers that you want to keep but if you had like a <laughs> yes. you know put like a you know a copper you know inlaid kind of accents on the outside of your storefront and then you just have a switch nice. under the, the bar and when you see yeah. somebody fucking around out there, you just flip that switch and. <clears throat> but uh, this, yeah. this guy's has another quote. And he said, I don't want him to go to jail. I want him to go do 100 hours of community service, cleaning up the streets and hate street. Carter said in San Francisco. Yeah. It's probably got a Soros-appointed prosecutor. There's no chance of that. Yeah. So, just just a... Uh, um, what a re it reminds a me a more, bit of... On a more serious... Sorry, carry on. Uh, Go ahead, uh, Terry. Well, Go ahead, I was going to say, on a more serious note, I have seen that, you know, a huge number of businesses and shops have just upped and left uh, San Francisco because they can't... You know, I mean, there's all the bloody looting going on as well. You know, there's sort of organized looting. Some big chains have actually shut up shops in San Francisco. So yeah. it sounds yeah. like a nightmare to try and run a business. <clears throat> you know, it, that's kind of interesting. You know, they have laws out there that say if you'd shoplift something like less than $700 worth of merchandise, then you can't be prosecuted yeah. for that. That's yeah. right. So. If you're selling right, one sandwich right. at a time, how do you stay in business at all? Wouldn't uh, anybody just walk up yeah. there and 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I want so this I, on I, it and that on it and that on it. All right, thanks, and just turn around and leave without paying. What, what they should do is yeah. just raise the price yeah. to like a thousand dollars a sandwich, and then like offer a discount. Yeah. For paying. Yeah, that's a good idea. You get a ninety-nine percent yeah. discount yeah. for actually paying. Nine hundred ninety dollar discount if you actually go up to the counter and pay. <laughs> Otherwise, that's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a great it's, it's idea. A, it's a fucked up place, San Francisco. I I've been to San Francisco too, because uh, I used to live out in California and are kind of within proximity of San Francisco. <clears throat> and uh, it wasn't that bad. I, I was a kid, and I remember walking by the wharf and seeing street performers and there wasn't there wasn't a a line of homeless trannies just you know smoking crack constantly or anything you just like that, weren't so. looking in the right place i'm sure my parents did not take me down those alleys for a reason no but, well, it, it used to have a reputation as a really cool place to go didn't it a really nice place so uh, it's just been fucked up basically by <laughs> stupid policies yeah. I mean, the weather's nice, but other than that. In California? Yeah, I wasn't impressed. Mm. Good Mexican food. Weren't you in, uh, didn't you head down to, you are in the south part though, right? Like in San Diego no, was, or something? I was up in the Bay Area. Um, oh. Fremont? I think Fremont was the I city. That place. I could be mistaken. It was 20 years ago. Hmm. But Have you guys this... been to like North California? Because that's supposed to like be Sacramento, sort of, you know, fairly, fairly sensible sort of country, wine, <laughs> wine country. Well, I think I that so. any, oh, yeah. anywhere, anywhere outside of, you know, L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, anywhere outside yeah. of the big cities, yeah. you've got, you know, red state, right? Basically, just like anywhere else. Yeah. Let's say we did do a story. Yeah. Maybe a couple, maybe a year ago or so, about the lady that had the homeless guy sleeping on her front stoop, and she sprayed him down with the hose and got arrested. That's right. And the 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 guy the guy who played opera really loud outside of his store to keep the homeless people away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was Justin's story. That was good. So if this woman, if if this woman had urinated on this person, she'd have probably been all right. That's where she made a mistake. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. All right. Well, I probably would have needed like a sometimes words fail me with these stories. Really, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just another another tale of, you know, at way out west, there's a shithole place called California. And nobody seems to care. Shit <laughs> old country. Shit old country. Did did anyone do that story I posted a few weeks ago about um the conspiracy theorists keep turning out to be right and it's dangerous to our democracy? That was an extraordinary <laughs> story. Yeah, that was a uh, no. I didn't. I mean, I that's a cool headline, but I don't. I don't think I read it. No, oh, it was just like. Brave, it was right out of brave. It was saying that, um, 
it was saying that it was really dangerous that conspiracy theories are actually turning out to be correct a lot of the time now. <laughs> it's dangerous right. to our democracy or something. <laughs> it's it's oh, ridiculous. It's an story. Written it's, unironically. Yeah. Like that's something I would tweet yeah. on Twitter for a troll. I just, I don't understand. I, th- there has to be a breaking point when you can push aside your your personality partisan politics and and say okay this is actually what happened and i need to accept it and it it affects these people that i'm enthralled with so why why can't people instead of just clinging to the to the bullshit and just i know that's true but get it out of my face i know that's that's true get out of here for for a second stop you would think yeah it's um, i I don't know i I don't uh, it's the biggest mystery it's it's it's, that's the definition of the clown world i mean people can't they just can't do anything it's it's literally a cold (sighs) brainwashing yeah isn't it um uh um what's the writer called um Anyway, uh, the famous American writer we were talking about a while ago. Uh, I'm terrible with names these days, but he said it's easier to to fool people than actually convince people that they have been fooled. Mark Twain, I think it was Mark, Mark Twain, Twain yeah. who said that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably true because they're sort of committed to this. You know, the more they get committed to this storyline, you take COVID for example. A lot of a lot of these mm. people had to follow the narrative because they've been jabbed now and they they don't want to admit that they've done a bad thing to themselves and their family so they they're highly committed to the to the narrative and it's very difficult yeah. to shift them from it facts and truth and data aren't going to do it i don't know what well, what's, what is going to do it but i mean it's it's a situation where if they're wrong then they're like literally the worst people in the world so they have pretty big stakes to that's right live in their fantasy yeah and i i get that when it comes to politicians because they have to get they have to maintain their platform otherwise they don't get uh, you know reelected, and they have to just even if something isn't true they got to gloss over that so they can keep their their image but and and any like actors hollywood anybody that's who relies upon fame as their career but why do regu- why do ordinary people you know get like that why why do they not just look past well, it i can give you the most extreme example which is be like people that are like joyfully pro abortion it's like no matter what information is ever presented to them um they're if they're wrong then they're literally responsible for advocating infanticide like that's that's like the worst thing i can think of um so yeah it's like i wouldn't want to be a baby murderer especially if i'd you know (laughs) murdered thousands of babies yeah that's uh, hopefully before you go into that field you take a few minutes to to you know okay I'm going to be murdering a bunch of potential humans here. So the lifelong commitment. I got, I got to, I got to be all right with that before I can take another step. <laughs> but, wild, uh, wild shit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 
wild shit. Ism can't. Has it is a, a mystery. Mystery. Has a story about something bottling something. Bottling so, up the the lightning. Speaking of California, the shithole country in the United States. There you go. That's the segue. Uh, so it's, I I apparently I don't understand how what the charge is, but one family pocketed. Uh, $7.6 million by taking cans and bottles from Arizona and recycling them in California. And prosecutors say that's fraud. So first of all, like this is already literally a Seinfeld episode. So we can just gloss over that. But uh, yeah, prosecutors say that the family made $7.6 million from recycling from recycling defrauded the state of California. The family is based in Southern California, and uh, apparently they were buying materials in Arizona, shipping them to California and taking them to state recycling centers. Uh, more than a million dollars worth of, quote, illegally imported beverage containers was found. Uh... Wait, you get something like a nickel right. right, for 10 bottles. So how the fuck does somebody make millions of dollars doing that? Well, and you got to remember, um, I think California pays more than most places. Um, so let me see here. Uh, in a felony complaint filed this month, state prosecutors charged eight family members in Riverside County with defrauding the state by importing used bottles, which is a sentence I just can't, my br I, my brain can't grasp illegal imported bottles from another state. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, because the states are the states, you know, they're separate countries kind of, the way originally. So you could say importing into California, maybe technically legally, but... I feel like this they, is... This is hipster Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Are you only, are you technically only legally allowed to recycle bottles that were produced in the state that you recycled them? So is that the case? The article from Business Insider is a little unclear on that. Oh. Um, and first of all, uh, over eight months, they imported and recycled 178 tons of bottles and cans which it's kind of amazing that there's just that much cans just sitting there for someone to just like get these, these were these were these all aluminum cans it just says cans and bottles oh and bottles okay so um so wait so they were were they buying these and, it seems like, like a this is a brilliant um, scheme. You know, I mean, yeah, but I don't see how you, I don't think you make that much money off of doing that. Well, if you get 178 tons at, you know, 10 cents a bottle, I mean, we have a literal mathematician with us. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't think them it adds, there must've been something else going on there that they, they're there. I mean, if, there's no way because you have you're shipping them like 
the dry if you had a ton of bottles how, how do you ship that economically in order to get a tiny razor thin margin from recycling them maybe recycling they got is, maybe recycling they got a bunch of pigeons uh, 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 a swallow that, or yeah. two if you had two swallows you could tie them together and then <laughs> or it could grip the grip the bottle by its husk right no anybody <laughs> all right what i'm saying is per per item to recycle you're not going to get more than a few pennies at best and to to acquire those bottles is going to cost way more. That's why places don't actually recycle things because it, it's not cost effective. You know, recycling well, has always been a scam because there's, there's no money in it. Well, I mean, you've got the like Asian, like the Asian ladies that go around, like going through everyone's trash, getting out cans. So they had people on the ground that they have to pay these millions of dollars to it's a whole cartel scheme i guess so, i don't know there's something fishy about this a empty soda can weighs 14 grams but the weight doesn't matter uh, as far as recycling goes because it's per can not per weight okay so a hundred what was it 178 tons that's got to be millions of cans yeah and if and if they're not paying by weight then you could just take all the like the the, the metal top that you use to pop the can open yeah i've heard someone say that there's more aluminum in that little tab than there is in the entire rest of the can so hell you take that top off throw it in a pile put the can in the recycle pile haul that across, get paid for every one of those cans, and then you've got a whole mountain of just raw aluminum you could you could sell, maybe. Uh, they might have been doing it. I, I mean, I don't know. So, um, in California... Think, uh, to make the... Sorry, I was going to say, to make the obvious point, it just shows that recycling this stuff is great big boondoggle doesn't it <laughs> because yeah. clearly california is paying too much but you know as a, as a sort of green initiative because they really want to be shown to be politically doing the right thing or what they think is the right thing so well, I, I think it's a brilliant scheme and it's uh, actually i, I it really is... don't understand what he did what were, what was illegal so yeah. in california um so as far as I can tell, they have a special tax on cans and uh, bottles to pay for the recycling. Oh. Um, so when someone purchases a plastic or aluminum bottle in California, they typically pay an extra five to 10 cents in a Californian redemption value, which the consumer can get back by returning the items to one of the state's more than 1,200 recycling centers. But that still doesn't, I still can't understand, even with that tax, why it would be legal. Well, if it's, it's just, uh, you're you're technically uh, bringing materials across state lines, which 
Should be, you know, that should fit in a different category. Is this a, is this a federal federal crime because it's cross state stuff? No, but if you can, you know, the bottles themselves usually have some marker on them that would indicate what state they were manufactured in, or or maybe all California bottles and cans have a specific California stamp. And so, but if you were, if you were smart about it, you wouldn't take that many in at once to the same place because they, it would be suspicious otherwise, you know, and you would, you would take, I don't know. There's got to be something can else I, going on. They, they were smuggling. They were smuggling drugs or children or something across state lines <laughs> to get that kind of money back. Children in a in a in an aluminium can. That's yeah. a very small child. <laughs> um, can I ask a question? Um, this states thing always intrigues me as a as a non US citizen. So, supposing I lived on the border of California and Arizona, and I don't want to pay this huge extra tax on my aluminium bit cans of beer so can i just hop across the border to arizona and buy you know cases and cases of beer and truck it across back to california or is that illegal yeah well that's probably illegal but people do that kind of stuff all the time and if you get pulled over by a, a california state patrol and you've got a trailer full of beer kegs or something that clearly were purchased in you know the state next door you've uh they they could probably file uh charges against you for some kind of illegal distribution scheme i would Even imagine you were going to drink it yourself yeah i would imagine unless it's for sale or if like uh arizona has like a 10 percent abv beer but california's legal limits like a seven percent abv mm-hmm uh as long as it's for personal use i mean maybe because it's alcohol it's more regulated yeah but if it is that's bullshit yeah i remember there was a story about uh cops were were busting um money trucks that were traveling from one state to the other because uh they were collecting money from um legal uh like you mean and cannabinoid stores you know and you mean when the feds were literally um, uh, armed robbing armored trucks because they right. had the audacity to deliver money to and from the bank? Uh, yeah. No, it was. I don't well, think it because was, it banks was, don't let let cannabis stores use them, so that's why they had to use the armored car. Yeah, they had. They needed. They. I don't remember the all the what? details, but the. The stores were legal marijuana dispensaries in Oklahoma or someplace, and they deal, you know, they have money, so they have to ship them to the bank or whatever, and they had an armored car service, and their their central bank or whatever was in the state next door, so they were traveling, it was just like a regular business, like any other business there, and so the feds or whoever it was were busting these armored cars that were traveling across state lines. I thought it, I thought it was the other states of law enforcement that was doing that, but maybe I'm wrong because they were because the other states' marijuana laws were illegal. So the their argument there's, was, well, this cash. There's been quite a lot of funny for, stuff for this yeah. um, with legalized marijuana, isn't it? 
Sorry, I was, I was the, just saying there's been quite a lot of funny stuff that's legalized yeah. marijuana because states have legalized it, you know, to sell in shops and then the feds are trying to break it up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's still illegal it's kind of on a federal level. Yeah, it's still a controlled substance. And I, the funniest thing about uh, the marijuana legalization situation here is that we are is uh, it? decimating mm. decimating the South American cartels business. And there is a lot of angry cartel bosses down there that are having to shift to meth and cocaine production instead of marijuana production. And it just it just it just proves the, the point that the drug war is bullshit. And for it, if for no other reason, we should legalize drugs because the cartels that are ruining those countries down south would just well, go out of business. Then, yeah. then how is the CIA supposed to run their black officer? All right. Well, that is a very valid point. As a patriot, I respect and support my CIA. I apologize, yeah. CIA. I know you're listening. I'm sure our show is under tight listening controls with the, with the government. And uh, I didn't mean to didn't mean to insult you. True patriots over there. I'll I'll whip myself. What is it? Flat self flagellate, flagellate, <laughs> whatever you call it. I don't know, but when I was a kid, that's it. I, I had a Muslim. There's a Muslim kid that lived in the neighborhood that I was friends with. Mm-hmm. And they, he was actually from the Philippines, I think. And they had like these spiked belts and they would like whip themselves in the back. Oh, wow. That sounds like a grand old time. I'd forgotten about it. Something made me think of it recently. I was like, man, that's like being a child. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it worked, but it seemed real weird. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think of that, that creepy guy in the Da Vinci code. He has that sort of studded belt that he has to tighten on his leg from time to time to torture himself. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to mention that. Cause that's, that's the other thing that came to mind for me was that movie <laughs> when the guys, He's got yeah. that little cranked up, you know, it's like a dog collar with the spikes around the inside, you know? And anyway, I couldn't, I never managed to make it through the movie or the book. I didn't read the book, but the movie wasn't bad. He's uh, I, 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 I liked them both. Yeah. You know, I thought, I thought the book was a real page turn and the movie was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think it came out right around the time. Of cell phone. Right. The actor who played that guy, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, is a Tom UK Hanks. COVID hero because he was really Wait. standing up against lockdown. Wasn't that Tom Hanks? No, the the the, the bloke, the bloke oh, who played oh, the creepy priest. Yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. The, the studded belt. Right. He's a he's a UK COVID hero. He was marching against the lockdowns and all sorts of things, and he's been cancelled yeah. all over the place because of it. Of course. <laughs> Good for him. We need yeah. more people to. I don't know. I don't want to go off on the the myriad aggravating things that that happened during the COVID lockdowns. That the the daily uh, rant we, we that should, I would go on with my coworkers we, and we should never stop talking about it. We should never forget and never forgive. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. I had a pretty great COVID. There was less yeah. traffic. Yeah, you people you, didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, 
<laughs> like I just stay home. You got a good time all in all. You got to wear the uh the same snot and saliva encrusted mask for <laughs> the entire time, right? I didn't. I hardly ever used them. If I had okay. a customer that would like specifically ask, but other than that. Yep. I had a at one point we had when it first when the lockdowns first happened, I was just sent home to work from home full time, basically, for about three months. Uh, where my other coworkers who kind of had to be in the office um, some of the time, so we were doing like half of the half of the department was out for a week while the other half was in, and then vice versa. It was all silly, granted, but I I did certainly enjoy the work from home time because i didn't i mean it was just it was all it was great but i digress at one point we were all back in the office full time and for a while there were mask policies that none of us liked and but it was i remember it was the thing to do you know they the companies had to make i don't know i they had to do something, you know, like when politicians have to have to fix every single damn problem with something, you know, and mm-hmm. usually backfires. So we, you know, we would wear them in the hallways, but we'd take them off immediately when we sat down at our desk, unless there was a a big tour coming through with some fancy client that, you know, they're all wearing masks and happy to do it. And so of course we had to kind of show solidarity with the, what have you. And, uh, but yeah, I had a, I had a, they, we, I originally just had one and I refused to get in the other one. I have any other ones until they, they came around and just kind of threw them at us and like, Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. So I had a rotation of, of <laughs> two or three masks sitting on a shelf behind me. And so about every about once a week, I'd I'd spray one with uh, like Lysol. I just like soak it in Lysol and set it down in the line and then take the last one that I'd done. And that was the one I wore <laughs> when I had but to. When you're putting Lysol on it, you're killing your immune system. You have to well, intake. I... If you believe in germ theory, which I know not all of us do, uh, you have to take in germs to build an immunity to them. Well, all I was doing was freshening it. And then I would, in a couple of weeks, I would end up using that one again. Because there was, you know, slowly I'd make my way through them. But I built up my own germs on the on the inside of those things. Trust me. It's, my tip to live a healthy life, so... never wash your hands. Yeah. Maybe if you get poop on them. Maybe I think there's something to that, actually. Yeah, I think there's something to that bit of exposure yeah. to nature. It's good for you. Yeah, that yeah. all that stuff was just so crazy. Though. And all the it hypocrisy is. when you, you'd go into a shop, there'd be people and sit, you'd see the people sitting at the back office without their masks on. They put it on just to come out to talk to you. And you yep. Oh, Jesus. The, the best. <laughs> the best was eating at a restaurant. Holy shit. That was the the mo- the most entertaining oh, yeah. thing because yeah. you everybody walking through with their masks yeah. on, big face all covered up, walking through, and they'd sit down and the mask would just come right off, and it would usually just sit underneath their chin. Yeah, and so you've 
you've got what yeah. uh, two or three feet of, of elevation change and suddenly the masks don't matter yeah, they, they, they're opposite of afraid of heights oh COVID. man and and you've and so then you've got the waitress has got her mask yeah, on but she's must. got the same the same jug of water she's walking around pouring in everybody's cup and it's touching the lip of everybody's cup and you're just sitting there <laughs> drinking away and Man. food's flying here and there and you got your who know you know you had trust the 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 place washed the dishes really well the last time and oh man people are bumping into into each other and it's just do you know oh uh my, it was you couldn't have here, written here a, you still a, gotta a, wear masks in. better yeah it's uh Sorry, I, sorry. I was going to say here you still got to wear masks in medical centres, uh, hospitals, and pharmacies as well. So, if I'm feeling ornery, I'll, I'll have and, and you know I normally if I have to go to a pharmacy, I don't wear a mask now, and I just and if they say something like oh you have to wear a mask, I think, what? You know, <laughs> joking. This is still going on. <laughs> so I, I, if I'm feeling ornery, I have a bit of an argument with them, and I'll say you know so the shop next door, right? That's that's all right. That's got no COVID, but there's COVID in here, you know, <laughs> even though it's another shop. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. I, I think the, uh. the last time I ran into something like that, when was it? I don't know. My dad was having heart issues. And he ended up having to get in a pacemaker last year, or several months ago anyway. So he was in the hospital for, you know, a week or so. And so I went up there with my mom and she's as soon as we got the car she's she's getting her mask out and and she's like oh you you, you've you've got a mask right and her said something like that and i'm like you know what don't don't even worry about that just put that thing away you know and we walk in (laughs) and go in the front lobby and um we i'm just kind of walking straight in because i assume there's going to be like a directory this is the room where, or this is the floor where the people get their pacemakers installed, you know, and, uh, but there's not, there's like a, a lady, they have the table out and there's pages of names there they have. And so you have to go up there and tell them the person's name and then they direct you to the right place. And I walk up and I'm like, yeah, I'm here to see my dad, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, uh, oh, are there some more masks in the dispenser behind you? Cause they're all wearing masks. And I was like, dispenser? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't work here. <laughs> yeah. And then like, oh, there's, there's some masks back there. And I feel like, okay, there's masks back there. Great. But I'm here to see my dad. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to put a mask on to come in here. Like they were insistent. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is I've been doing medical, like dentists, doctor's offices, um, businesses i've been going to do work in all of their businesses this whole time and 99 percent of the time when all the employees are together in the back room every mm-hmm. first thing everyone does is take their mask down yeah i i don't first understand thing. of course hmm. it's just uh it's just you know showing that you're on the, the right team, isn't it? Really, it's a symbol, right. and and it I is. should be, be careful because I I always seem to end up talking about COVID. I'm kind of obsessed with it because it, I think it's the biggest thing that's ever happened in our lives. Really, you know, it's just crazy the amount of stuff they got away with, and 
you probably know that a hundred years of really good science since the Spanish flu show that masks don't work. They don't do anything. So, and yet we've just thrown all that away uh, as soon as COVID comes along. And, you know, people are just, it's like you say, I, how, how people got so hypnotized by it is just crazy to me. I don't know. It, and it, and oh, there's so much to be said, but, you know, it, on one level, I'm, I'm so infuriated because I feel like I'm being, uh, you know, gaslit. Well, that, but uh, what's the word? Like they're like they're treating me like a little kid, you know. Like if no, they're treating you like a little bitch. Yeah, like I know you're a bitch. If I'm gonna cough or sneeze, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover my mouth. That's that's what ninety nine point nine percent of everybody does after the age of ten, you know, and and that's all that's all the effectiveness a mask has. And um, yeah, and so you're. Why why are you being an asshole to us, and treating us like Jill? It's like, it reminded me of always reminded me of this one speech that I actually listened to, uh, of Obama, when he was talking about uh, gun control after a shooting happened. And he was talking down to the American public, like. I'm I'm so disappointed that uh, you uh, don't know how to act responsibly with these th- devices and da, da 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 da. And I'm like, fuck you, go fucking eat a dick, you piece of shit. You know, talk to me like that. <laughs> and again, same thing. You know, I'm a fucking adult. Treat me like a goddamn adult. I, I know how to I know how to live in, in a civil life. If you want to go, go talk to the homeless pieces of shit in San Francisco like that because they don't know it. They don't know how to fucking act like adults, yeah. pissing on the street and yeah, but they'll stab you. You must, uh, you must, you must love Kamala then uh, when she's doing her speeches. <laughs> you know, she was talking about AI. Is, the other. You see that AI. Yeah. It's two letters, and it means artificial intelligence. (laughs) I pray. He's just a cute little thing, you know, just bless her heart. (laughs) I pray they impeach Biden because I want more Kamala. Oh, man. Like, talk about red-pilling everyone on the federal government. Put Kamala Harris on TV for State of the Union. That's what I want to see. All all of the sound bites I hear of her speeches are all are all like that you know they just they're so infantile like she's talking to a bunch of you know <laughs> it's, like she got, it's like someone needs to take a shovel and hit her in the head so that she like becomes opposite yeah <laughs> like someone hit her in the head with a shovel when she was like eight and that's like where she's just been so it needs to hit her again to get rid of it but but actually not, no don't i, I very much thing. enjoy her yeah I don't I'm not insulted by by Kamala's stuff though because she doesn't seem like she knows what she's doing or or is paying attention or takes it seriously. But when Obama Obama talks like that to me, he's like, you know, an an ace up there speaking to the he is draped over the as Monica likes to say, he's he's draped over the the podium. Excellent, excellent speaker, excellent politician, but That's so when he says shitty things to me, I get pissed off. But when 
Kamala's saying that wow. stuff. I just he, it's just entertaining. I think Obama was kind of higher up the food chain, wasn't he? Really, he's, he's you know he's more sort of. There's no way that Biden or Kamala, <laughs> either of them, know really what's going on. I no. mean, it's got to be the biggest clown show double act for president and vice president. Isn't it? So, yeah. but I mean, Obama, I think, was a bit more sort of uh, plugged in to what was happening. Now, he's a smart guy, you know. I'd... Great speaker. Yeah. If he if he spoke like George W. Bush, I don't think he would have won. <laughs> Probably not. They say that. They say that's not his normal accent, though. You know, this like you know, the American people are. You know, that's all he, he sort of borrowed that from, like a southern preacher style, and that's not really the yeah. way he talked. He was sort of coached. Well, they um, they all have their own. You know, they have a they have like a a a, a quick uh, you know hand like uh, like when you're dealt a hand like he's they've got a hand of cards in their back pocket. Of or a bottle of hot sauce. Or a bottle of hot sauce. Uh, like, for depending on who they're standing in front of, they can just kind of whip that out, and that's who they're they're talking to. And they the, all the politicians are yeah. like that. Hillary and, was hands down the worst well, at it, though. Hillary was terrible with it. And uh, um, she told Biden, a room full of black people that she keeps hot sauce in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> like me, I have hot sauce. I'm just like you. Oh, well, that's a that's a, a funny joke that she gave, but you know, it's kind of racist if you ask me. Not, why do you think I like it so much? I, I the, the most amazing all the one. Dems, all the Dems are racist. That's the amazing thing about yeah. it. They're incredibly they, they racist. Uh, was was Biden was talking? This was years ago. This was before the the ghost of biden's you know shell came up and took his place but you know biden <laughs> had had he was in front of a uh congregation a black church congregation and was talking about uh the mortgage crisis or something or banks and corn and pop he, maybe no i wasn't talking about corn pop he said i'm gonna get the quote wrong Ice but cream. he said he said something like <laughs> you know these banks want to, you know, they, they get you in these uh, bad loans and, you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll put their customers in chains. And then he looked at them real close, like put y'all in chains. And he had this, it's like he was doing an impression <laughs> of, a, of a black person while he was talking. And I, and I saw the, I saw the, the video, the clip on CNN and they were t saying, Oh, Biden speaks before this group, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, how does this guy get away with that? If I got in front of a congregation of black people and did an impression of a black person, I, I would be, you know, something really bad would probably happen to me, but certainly would not get rounds of applause like he did. Because he's if you a, don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. That's another one. He's he actually said that. That's right. That's right. <sighs> well, and, I mean, he also did speeches about racial segregation and uh uh oh what did he call black people in the 70s like I don't jungle know. something I, I don't know uh, real it's, upstanding it's, guy it's a it's amazing uh but yeah he, and he's an he's an old rich white guy i don't i don't understand where the where just because he's a democrat 
Yeah. And was, the Democrats were was, the guys that fought against civil rights. He was VP to black Jesus. You know how much street card that gives you? He, yeah, Obama but, gave him an N-word pass, man. But even before all that happened, he was, he was, uh, you know, adored by millions of. Well, that's when he was being openly racist. Of course, everyone loved him then. That was like the 70s, man. This, the fuck, that was probably the 50s. How old is he? <laughs> He's 81, I think. So he was. Are you saying he was actually quite popular, like, you know, 30, 40 years back or whatever? Yeah. He was a popular politician right. in, in his own place and time and whatever. He was like a suave swinging hip guy back in the day. I don't get it. Yeah, well, that's why you're not a Democrat. That is one of the reasons why I'm not a Democrat. Well, it's also well of course, he I wasn't going to bring that up. got more votes than Obama, apparently. And we all believe yeah, that, don't we? Because that's possible. That's possible, yeah, of course. Yeah. So in uh, summary, in summary, the presidency, please, yes, please, God, yes, please. That would be pretty pretty funny if that happened. I'd enjoy it. In uh so what do you guys think? I think they're gonna squeeze Biden out before the next election. But I think they're probably gonna want to get rid of Kamala as well. So how are they gonna get rid of them both? See, I think I think Biden's probably pretty easy to control and the left just loves him. So why not keep him around? I think they're gonna pri- they're gonna run Biden in the primary, and then once all the other opponents are knocked out, Biden's gonna have a fall, and they're gonna replace him with uh, gruesome Newsome. Mm, that might happen. It's possible. Wouldn't they have to replace him with Kamala. Oh, you're saying that he wouldn't. So Kamala wouldn't yeah. be running as VP this time. I I can't say about his VP, but yeah, you don't you don't run as VP. I think that they'll get rid of Biden at the last minute and be like, look over here. <laughs> Could be. And they're, oh, hey, no, but don't, it, it, you, have, you have to name your, your VP, don't you? You have to, so you yes. have to say who he's running with. But if, if he's, so you're saying if they're going to, if they're going to primary him, uh, he, I mean, he might keep, Camel, I guess, as the as the ticket, I guess, would be what he's doing. He'd be but racist if he didn't. Yeah, uh, but it's not a, like she isn't guaranteed the spot on the ticket with Biden. And if during the primary they the party decided not to do it that way, I, I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, but I know up, it up until they vote, they can be like, nope, you get yeah. dipshit and asshole, right. So, but there yeah. was a court case about yeah. that, wasn't there? They decided that the Democrat uh, Party was a private institution; they could choose the people however they wanted. Yep. Yeah. They institution funded with billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars, just as God intended. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yep. Now, how right, guys, super duper delicates this time around. Um, how can wait, 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 wait. Uh, 
if think about this. No, yeah, Kamala Betterman, twenty twenty four. Ooh, that wow. would be awesome. I, I would like not be that. able to stop yeah. orgasming. It would just be <laughs> involuntary orgasm. Yeah. What if what if they did that and then picked uh, JFK Jr. to be the Secretary of State? I'd like to see him as head of the that CIA. Interesting. And you've just got these ridiculous sounding people just constantly addressing the nation. Well, one thing's for sure is that we like a QAnon, the conspiracy theory. You you have a hero behind the scenes running the show, and they have these two talking heads who don't know what they're talking about, just fronting up. Oh, and don't forget, um, I like the the cut here, Jim. Don't forget Diane Feinstein. She's up there, fucking 190 (laughs) years old, trying to give speeches on a boat. And Pelosi okay. and um, McCarthy, McCarthy had a bit of a, a meltdown in front of the camera just the other day. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, McConnell. McConnell, sorry, yeah, not, not McCarthy, McConnell, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're saying he had, a, he had a stroke in mid-sentence. Yeah. I thought he never he looked more intelligent. Like, he just saw like throats. <laughs> yeah. That was the most intelligent I've ever so seen him. It's and it's funny if you watch that clip he he stopped talking for you know and he was just staring off into space and then the people next to him were like are you okay is he okay should we do something what's going on if we get out of here you know do you think anyone <laughs> tried turning him off and back on again like he was re- they, it's like he was they, rebooting yeah <laughs> yeah they pulled his jack suit jacket up and they saw the little Battery <laughs> symbol with the it's in the red, you know. Oh shit, he's running out of batteries. I gotta, I gotta get him out of there. Plug him in. <laughs> Good old blue screen of death. Yep. Well, I right, look guys. forward to watching Kamala and Fetterman's um political aspirations. Yes. I hope they go far. As surely, we all. It's Justin, a, surely it's a red screen. Surely it's a red screen of death for a, for a Republican. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, how can our listeners, our wonderful listeners who have stayed this oh, long sorry. listening to us ramble on and on yeah, about it? been very nothing. patient with us. Yeah. <laughs> how can they get in touch with us uh, well, outside of staring at us on the screen here? I'm very glad you asked because if someone were to want to find out more about the Union of the Unknowns podcast, you can simply type in unionoftheunknowns.com and be taken directly to all of our content you can join us uh, on rockfin and watch hundreds if not thousands of other creators rockfin.com slash union of the unknowns if you do subscribe use uh subscribe through the channel join us on discord uh, it's fun there uh lots of r-rated activity or not on some channels sign up for the newsletter and uh leave us a review or uh something so that other people who know we're awesome. Yeah. And we've also got, uh, I'm sure probably the vast majority of people hearing us right now have downloaded or streaming our audio podcast version of this show on their uh, favorite podcast provider uh, through an RSS feed. And, but did you know that we've got another RSS option? If you want to get uh Tons of extra bonus content of us being 
awesome as we are. Can then, the uh, song I played before we started, could that be bonus content? I thought I did a beautiful rendition. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. That may be a little bit too uh, too far, too advanced. For Join us on rendition. Discord if you want to hear me sing. There you go. That's a good way to do it. But uh, yeah, we have a we have a uh, subscription based RSS feed you can get from through Spotify, and uh, that's also there's a link to that on our website. So that's uh, that's how you do it, and that'll that'll wrap us up today. Uh, uh, thank you, Terry. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, listeners, for putting up with us this long. We are the Union of the Unknowns, and. <laughs> We are out. Good night. No one noticed I changed my thing to smashing that pussy boy. I did not. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.